let's go. Ah. Hello everybody, welcome to the wonderful world of football shirts. Um, it's me, Richard Critchlow, and with me is the wonderful Mark Stern. Say hello, Mark. Hello, how are you, Richard? I'm good. How are you? Very, very well, thank you. All good. Good. Um, it is international break at the moment in the world of football, so a lot of our chat is going to be geared towards international shirts. Um, so there's no domestic football, which actually... I quite like because it means that Wolves can't lose. Um, of course, that does stem from my love slash hatred of fantasy football in which I am dreadful. So it means I can't lose my fantasy football game weeks. Um, how do you feel about the international break? I can't stand it. I cannot stand it. <laughs> I just I like watching Arsenal. I like watching domestic football. I just can't get on board with the internationals. Um, yeah, I'm so out of it. I, I don't really pay any attention to it. I don't want to watch England beat San Marino 6-0. I don't want to watch England lose 3-1 against Croatia. I'm just... Until it gets to the tournaments. Once we get to the World Cup and the Euros, I'm on it. I'm on that. I love it. But when they're breaking up the domestic stuff, I just can't be asked. Well, it's interesting that we... Oh, it's not interesting because I actually brought it up for that purpose um, the reason why I talk about internationals and the reason why I enjoy some of these international breaks is because this week in particular we've got to see a lot of new football shirts uh, yes. a lot of the big companies have released their new kits and um, there are some that have caused a bit of controversy and some that just look downright nice um, the first one I don't know if you knew this but um, Norway played in their brand new away kit. Um, for the benefit of the listeners, uh, the Norway away kit is a kind of white and blue um, kit that it looks like a kind of, it looks like ice. I think that's one of the best ways to describe it, an ice glacier. Yeah. And this pattern slash design goes all the way across the kit, so on the front and the back. However, when they played the other day, um, the backs of the shirts were plain white, which was obviously not the kit that they were selling to the general punters. And it turns out that, um, much similar to a couple of podcasts ago with Arsenal not being allowed to have the same sponsor as another team, apparently one of the bizarre FIFA rules is that the numbers on the backs of the shirt have to be up against a plain background. Therefore, Norway had to have a different shirt to the one that you can buy, which I find ridiculous. It's funny, actually, that, um, yeah, that's a stupid rule, but Nike, who made the shirt, would have known that that was a rule when they made the shirt. So why did they even make it without the blank bit on the back? I completely agree. It's it's bizarre from both standings. like it's also one of these little known things and it, it's another nike kit um i want to say it's the 2016 euros france um their away kit was a white with one blue sleeve and one red sleeve 
uh, it was obviously the Tricolori. It was a gorgeous top. However, it was made by Nike as well. However, FIFA rules stipulated that you couldn't have different coloured sleeves. Right. They had to be the same colour sleeves. So the kit that France wore in the Euros itself was different from the one you could buy as a fan. They ended up having to um, completely dull down the colours. So it was more of a pastely blue and a pastely red, therefore being similar enough yeah. that they could get away with it. That's a that's a stupid rule. That's that. Sorry, I... no, that's fine. It's a stupid rule, but again, to your point, why do these man, big manufacturers not know the rules about kit? Yeah, it's 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 very strange. It's very strange that that would happen. That coming back just for a second to this Norway kit. Yeah, this falls back into the category of what we were talking about last week when I was talking about the Everton goalkeeper shirt. Patterns that you haven't really seen before. It also kind of, it sways almost into the gimmicky side of things because it's, yeah, they look like they're ice cubes or it's some sort of icy type situation. So... I am not sure how I feel about it. I quite like this shirt. I've actually, the one thing I really like about this shirt, I love the shade of blue that they've got on the collars and the and the cuffs of the sleeves. That's a really nice blue. Um, I wonder what they call it. But yeah, the shirt does, it's, it's bordering on, it's bordering on being so, very different so I like it or so different that it's a gimmick and I don't like it I'm not 100% sure I think I like it I like the colours it also f- slightly falls into the category of a shirt that you would happily wear with a pair of jeans yes yeah it does it's ticking some boxes for me some good some bad so not sure okay well um, a few more well another shirt not a few more another shirt that uh raised my eyebrows at least was the release of the new mexico home shirt now if i was to say to you mark and to any listeners uh name me the color of the mexico home shirt you would say green correct well no incorrect and this is something i i am i am i know i will be wrong but i have never in my lifetime seen a team change the colour of their home shirt when it comes to a international team. Uh, yeah. You know, we, we've all seen one or two clubs change the colours of their home shirts in domestic football, but Mexico are renowned for wearing their green shirts. That's their home shirt. However, yeah. um, their new home shirt is a black and pink number. Um, I looked it up and apparently it's to commemorate or honour the um, salt mining that they do in Mexico which I quite like the idea of but it's completely changed the colour of the home strip and it falls again into that gimmicky um, kind of like area but what do you think about that? I I like this kit actually. I like this shirt a lot. Um, <clears throat> it's it's 
is not wildly dissimilar to the Juve shirt that we talked about last week in that it's black and pink. It's got not really stars, but these sort of shapes on it. Mm. Um, there's something quite like Aztec about it. So it has yeah. a Mexican feel. Um, the very, very famous Mexico shirt, the 96, I think it was, with the like mask on it, um, the like tribal mask. Um, it's sort of got sort of a nod to that in a way. That's what I'm kind of taking from it. Um, I quite like it. Yeah, I quite like it. I think, um, yeah, I think the pattern's cool. It, I mean, it's, it's, it's not what you would expect from a home Mexico shirt. Well, yeah, I mean, I agree with you. It's nice. I really like it. It's just interesting that a club, oh, not a club, sorry, an international team will completely change their identity, if you will, with a colour of a strip. Yeah, and is this a permanent thing or is this just like a one-off, um, a one-off thing, do we know? I don't know, but I, I, I will assume that there will be some backlash and they'll go back to green when it comes round to the new shirts yeah and what does black and pink have to do with the salt mines maybe i'm showing my complete um my my complete um, naivety here by not knowing but well one of the things that i like about this podcast <laughs> is the fact that we do half-assed research so we have some <laughs> true facts and then we have some half truth facts and we have some made-up facts that sound right now, what I know about pink and salt is that there is a thing called, is it pink Himalayan salt? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm assuming there must be some pink Mexican salt there somewhere too. And okay. pink and black go better than pink and green, in my opinion. So I'm into that. I, I like, I like it. Yeah, I think that's, I think that's, if it's not true, then I don't care. That's the story that I'm going with. Yeah, okay, sticking with that then. We're going with India. Hopefully. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, which also reminds me, I did spot a football kit this week, and it, it was a, uh, the shirt I saw was a 2014 World Cup shirt for Germany, which um, has that kind of chevron, red chevron, across the chest. I believe they wore it with white shorts. Yeah. Especially in the World Cup final. Um. I wouldn't say it was the most bizarrest of shirts, but I haven't been out this week much, so uh, I haven't seen much. But it did just stand out as something that looked really smart. Yeah, it's a nice shirt. I like. Um, I really like a lot of the German football shirts, and maybe I won't get too into it just now. Um, well, let's let because maybe we'll let's, come back to it later. Or no, let's do. I mean, we. Mark, you and I run this podcast. We don't conform That's to true. the rules of what you know we are, we set ourselves. We can chop and change as we want. So let's, let's talk go. about my shirt that I've chosen today. And I, I, it's a funny segue that I made for myself without realizing. But um, the shirt I've chosen. Do you want to tell everybody what it is? Yeah, I can, and I will get it up here and I will describe it. I mean, for the. Uh, astute listeners they will probably know that it's something to do with Germany and it is indeed a Germany football shirt um, so let me describe it to you and then you can talk a bit more specifically about what the shirt is yeah. 
it's a home shirt. Yep. It's um it's black and well it's it's white with the black Adidas trim. Um it's got the uh, obviously the Adidas logo and the Germany Football Association logo. Now it's got the so the the typical classic Germany Adidas what well, Adidas design with this sort of um sort of like a zigzag I'm not really sure the best way to describe it but across the the top of the chest um, where in the past it's been I think like a kind of black like meshy style um, design in this shirt it's the design of the German flag so it's yellow red and black um, and I think it's really cool and the one thing that I'm noticing from this shirt is that it's got two stars above the badge. Ah, very clever, Mark. What's the hint there? Um, well, this is the 2019 German World Cup shirt for the women's team. Yeah. Um, I really like it. Um, mm. So, yeah, uh, the most one of the most famous Germany World Cup kits was that... Uh, 1990 World Cup kit um, that has that uh, Germany flag pattern going from across the chest and it is very similar to that but it's in more of a dot and line format yeah um, yeah yeah it's it's an interesting take on it I've got the reason why I picked this shirt is twofold and one goes back to what you just said about how Germany always seemed to produce nice football shirts. Mm. Um, and that could have something to do with the fact that Adidas, Germany, the, the main key brand, right? Yeah. Of the, so, so they get the better quality kits, they get the nicer looking ones before anyone else. But then the also the other kind of conversation I want to have about this shirt is the fact that it's the women's shirt. And mm. I wanted to get your take on the idea of the women's team having a different shirt to the men's team. Um, I will really quickly tell you my thoughts. Whilst I love the idea of them being an individual team, I want to think that uh, a football club um, should be uniform throughout. So whether you're mm. playing at the under 10 level, whether you're playing at the under 18s level, uh, the men's, the women's, the vets, you should all be wearing the same kit. I am not 100% behind the women's team having a different kit than the men's team. Okay. However, I also know that this 2019 World Cup was unique because I know that a lot of clubs... Oh, sorry, a lot of clubs. I do know that a lot of teams did produce shirts for this tournament. So England had their own women's t uh, kit. Um, USA had their own kit. France had their own kit. So maybe it was a special thing to do with that and they won't do it again. But that was my thought. Yeah, and Brazil had a, had a, a specific kit as well. And the only reason I know that was because I bought one of the one of the, uh, the Brazil women's away shirt um, because I just thought it was quite nice. I mean, it's, it's cut for a woman, so it doesn't really fit me. Um, but um, 
how do I feel about that? I guess from a point of view of, I guess it always goes back to like shirt sales and the and the, with the rise of the women's game, and it is on the rise. And there was a bit a lot of interest in the twenty eighteen World Cup, probably more so than I can ever really remember about women's football. That brands like Adidas and like Nike realize that pe- perhaps there is a market for for um you know for women's only um shirts how do i feel about it to be honest i don't feel so strongly about it i quite i i quite like it i guess people wear the shirts because there's a element of um uh like pride about wearing them um i think this shirt this germany shirt i'm just going back through and looking at some of germany as a country's previous shirts i think this one's up there like this 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 is I think the take with the ger- like bringing back the German flag on the on the front I think that's nicer than the the German men's team have had in recent years so on that um the last world cup that we had um Germany did throw the men's team at least had a throwback shirt to the 1990 world cup kit in which it was that Germany flag um, as a kind of up and down zigzag pattern but this was all in black so it was black grey and a lighter yeah. grey and so they did kind of have a, a throwback slash homage to it but obviously in all black and mm. I do think you're right in this this women's shirt does look nicer yeah I mean as as you know, I live in Germany. I when I'm doing a lot of my like searching for like secondhand football shirts, I see a lot of German football shirts, um, and I, there there are so many that I want to buy. Honestly, so so many. Not so much the home shirts because, as we all know um, by now, I'm more of a sucker for the away kits, but. There's so many, really. I mean, the the Germany away kit from twenty eighteen World Cup. This like green and it's got a like funky pattern. Um, again, I think is really cool. Again, a throwback to the nineteen ninety. Yeah, shirt exactly. Pattern. And then you move back through, and I, I've got it up here. And the the away kit from the twenty twelve Euros. The that that is a shirt that I want so badly. It's just a lovely dark deep green, pure Adidas. Got the got the white logo. It's got a thick white collar. Um, that's such a nice shirt. I see that 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 one doesn't actually come up so much. I'd love to get that with Podolski on the back. I'm, um, I'm looking at it right now. It's a very unique green color. It's very very green. Whereas yeah, I like that a lot. I would normally assume I would normally uh, associate Germany as having a more of a a turquoisey green or a, mm. a what's the kind of turquoise is more of a blue green. What's more of a green, I know what you mean though. Green, it's green. that kind of color. Yeah. And then you move back to like the nineteen nineties and like the 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 ninety eight world cup kit which i th- uh, the, the the 2000 sorry the 2000 away kit and the 1998 away kit and then you move then you're getting back into towards like the the 94 both the 94 shirts i mean they are just the 
the classic Germany, almost like it's like some sort of Batman-inspired shirt. Actually, is one of my first memories of football that Germany kit because mm. I was, um, I think, nine years old when that World Cup was on, and mm. being in America, all the games were played at night time for us. And so my dad let me stay up to watch the first game, which was Bolivia versus Germany, I think. And so this was the one of the first football shirts that I remember seeing. And you think it's Batman inspired? I have this kind of eagle. It, it think to, to me, I don't know why, but it's like an eagle or a giant bird mm. with, with feathers. That's what I see. But. Yeah, I mean that would that would make probably more sense given the uh, the Germany football logo. Uh, one one shirt that I don't like is the uh, Euro '96 shirt. The uh, home or the away? The home one, which was um, mm. oh, I can't really remember. I think it had a granddad collar. Yeah, it's, I've got it here. Um, it's, yeah, it badge, does. You're right, uh, and. That's maybe to do with the fact that they knocked England out of a tournament that we should have been winning that year. But, yeah, okay. But I don't know. It was just... when I, when I you Again, when you look back compared to some of the other shirts that have gone on, it's actually quite boring. But not in a good way. Mm. <laughs> I mean, Germany home shirts are very classic, aren't they? They're, they're white with some some sort of flag detailing with a bit of black trim i mean i will give them you know, that there's nothing i will give germany that in the fact that they do pay uh, a tribute to their uh, to their flag by having yeah. those colors in there which is something that england don't really do they england very rarely have a union not a union jack sorry a st george's cross on their shirts do they mm. They have once or twice. Yeah. Yeah, the the Germany kits I like. I like them a lot, um, particularly the away kits. The, um, yeah, in an ideal world, I'd own a lot of them. Um, maybe my, as my collection grows, I'll, uh, I'll be able to get my hands on one. But yeah, certainly, I think, yeah, the, the away kit from the 2012 Euros, that is just very, very nice. I like that a lot. And finally, on the uh, Germany kits that we like, um, Germany did release their new away kit. And yes, they did. Oh my, it is, it is nice. You like it? It's um, black. It's just black. And it is, I really like it. And again, I don't know if this is because Adidas are just kind of being able to do something quietly understated, mm. but that gives it the gravitas that it deserves. I did see this that got released um, quite recently, and it's okay. It's just a black football shirt. I, I what. I wasn't as kind of blown away by it that um, that some other people were. Um, the cuffs, it's, the cuffs on the sleeves. It's smart. Look at the cuffs on the sleeves as well. 
they've got uh, again they're, they're creating the Germany flag with a kind of yellowy orange red and then black on the cuff of the sleeve which I really like um, it is it's just understated and I think that's what I like about it the numbers on the back when they play are white it's a smart football shirt yeah it's, it is you know it's a smart shirt I'll give you that what it made me realise with some of these shirts um, is that when you see a team play in a shirt looks and is very different to owning a shirt that you would wear mm. so there's a, quite a lot of football shirts that I would say wow that looks so nice but I wouldn't want to own it because I can't see me wearing that with a pair of jeans yeah yeah and I, I think, think that's fair I think this is one that I would own and would wear yeah it's um yeah I probably would do as well. Um, I mean, if I had unlimited money, I would buy a lot of football shirts. Um, this would be probably lower down the list, but yeah, you could. And also, we did talk about this um, recently. I'm, I'm looking at the um, at the like press images that they brought out with them, and again, it's um, you've got uh, Serge Gnabry and Tony Cruz here. Um, sort of like chilling somewhere in an alleyway you've got some other random people they're probably not random people they're probably like famous in Germany but I don't know who they are just like chilling with their jeans on like sitting on a ledge so it's 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 again the way that the shirts are being marketed that they're being marketed to a leisure audience rather than to a um, rather than to a, a football wearing audience if that makes sense yeah, it makes perfect sense. Um, so yeah, I mean that was that was my shirt choice. Um, I stumbled across it because I did want to talk about a German shirt, and I decided this week it'd be good to talk about international shirts. And I was thinking about which one to pick, and then this women's one popped up. Um, I makes me wonder whether those shirts are available in men's sizes or with a men's cut because. It would be one I would look at getting because it's mm. really nice. Um, yeah, and it's I'm not one that I've come to... across in my um, in my research. I have to say, so um, but yeah, it would be an interesting one to to take a look at for sure. And, and thankfully, we've managed to kill about three birds with one stone here because we wanted to talk about Germany's style of football kits. We want I wanted to talk about uh, a spotted football shirts, and I wanted to talk about this women's shirt. So we've managed to do all three. Um, We've done a bang, bang, bang. Yeah, we literally have. Um, <laughs> on the theme of international shirts, please tell me you've got a shirt for me. Yes, I have. It's this. So, so this is. We were talking about earlier on in the week about internationals, and that'll be like a nice thing to talk about. Um, and I thought I would bring to the table the first ever international shirt that I owned. Uh, so you're very welcome to take a look and describe it. I would love to. It is a Holland shirt, or Netherlands, mm -hmm. depending on how you say it. It is that brilliant tangerine orange that is so famous for the um, Holland team. Um, it is a Nike shirt. It has um, a black collar with white trim. 
Uh, it's a V-neck as well, and it's from the 1998 France World Cup, and it's quite plain and simple, but it has two um, vertical stripes uh, just either side of the Nike tick and of the um, Holland badge going all the way down from kind of like the shoulder all the way down. Um, yeah. It's relatively basic, mm -hmm. but it's nice. And um, I'm sure you will go into more detail in a minute, but it's famous for something. Yeah, it's famous for something. So it's the World Cup kit um, that they wore in the 20, uh, 20, gosh, in the 98 World Cup. Um, and I just want to touch on something that you mentioned. It's very basic and it is very basic. And I'm looking through here at the history of, of um, Dutch football shirts. And it's sort of a case of like, if it ain't broke, don't fix it, right? Because yeah. all of these Holland shirts the home kits they, they kind of play around a bit with the away kits but for the most part the home kits are all orange obviously with some sort of black or and and or white trim yeah and that's it i got this shirt when i was uh must have been eight years old or seven or eight years old because it would have been just before the world cup in 98 um and i got this shirt uh, and actually so the reason why i wanted to talk about it was well a because i said we, we said that we want to talk about an international shirt and i thought it'd be nice to talk about the first one that i owned but before i moved to germany around this time last year just before i found all of my old football shirts and i found this shirt uh it's still in great condition and it's a large boy's size and i thought I'll put it on. It didn't, it didn't look, I mean, I'm a fairly smallish guy and I thought, oh, I'll put it on and see if it still fits. It's probably a bit too snug to wear out and about, but it does just about still fit. Um, and we'll tweet out the picture that I sent to, that I sent to Richard. Um, yeah, it is quite snug. Um, why did my dad buy me this shirt? Well, there are two reasons really and they obviously both relay back to Arsenal. And the first one is Mark Overmars, but the second most important one is the absolute legend, Dennis Bergkamp. Um, and this is the World Cup where he scored one of the most famous, one of the most famous goals in World Cup history. Um, the, the goal in the uh, quarterfinals against Argentina um, and that actually that goal was in the 90th minute I didn't realize it was like it was the one of the last kicks of the game um, it was to... it was a truly bizarre game as far as I can remember I remember that Ortega got sent off in that as well he headbutted uh, Van der Sar oh oh dear which is impossible very almost impossible because Ortega is five foot something Van der Sar is six foot something and I think I remember Ortega went down under a challenge from Van der Sar for a penalty, didn't get his way, and as he stood up, he absolutely chinned him, like kind of like lifted his head and pushed it into Van der Sar, got mm. sent off, and then. Uh... Sorry, I've interrupted you. 
No, 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 no. I, I, I didn't, I didn't know that. That was quite late on in the game as well, in the eighty seventh minute. Um, but the the one of the most famous things about that goal, other than it obviously being an absolutely incredible goal, is the Dutch commentary of the goal. You said that you that you're not oh, you've never seen this before, right? I've never heard the commentary in okay. Dutch. I, I've obviously heard whoever it was, maybe John Motson, do it. But go on, let's play it. Let's have a listen. I want to play you the commentary. I just I just think it's it's just brilliant. What I like about this goal, everything I like everything about this goal. I'm not gonna lie, the the ball, the diagonal ball to him is phenomenal. Yeah, it, it is slightly better than the Arsenal one. The goal against Leicester. Yeah. Uh, it's on a par, I think. I think it's on a par. The the, the well, let, let's play it. Let, let's let's have a look. Nederland, Nederland gaat in halve finale komen. Ik heb opeens nog gevoel dat we in halve finale gaan komen met het balbezit voor Frank de Boer. Frank de Boer speelt de bal heel goed naar Dennis Bergkamp. Dennis Bergkamp, Dennis Bergkamp neemt de bal aan. Dennis Bergkamp, Dennis Bergkamp, Dennis Bergkamp, Dennis Bergkamp, Dennis Bergkamp. You get the point. <laughs> Dennis Bergkamp. Brilliant. Dennis Bergkamp. Dennis Bergkamp. Yeah. I mean, it just gets you, doesn't it? Just gets you right, right in there. So that is just a great piece of commentary. First of all, um, it's one of the most iconic goals in certainly modern World Cup history. Uh, scored by. I will see even that he was yeah he was an Arsenal player at that point scored by an Arsenal player that was just brilliant I love Dennis Bergkamp even as a non-Arsenal fan we used to um, outside Highbury we used to um, we used to always uh, we used to stand outside the main entrance to the ground um, before a match day and we'd kind of have our have our conversations with our friends um, before going in and we always used to see I've actually got two stories first of all we always used to see Dennis Bergkamp's son because he had an Arsenal shirt with number 10 and dad on the back which I thought was really nice but the other thing that's actually just reminded me and it's on the same subject because it's kind of to do with another Dutch player who Arsenal had around that time I don't think he was playing for Arsenal at the time but I'm not 100% sure um, is Giovanni van Bronckhorst, who, who played for Arsenal for a couple of years. And I remember one always seeing one guy at, around Highbury with number 10 and God on the back. And I always used to think, oh, it's funny that... Um, like obviously, I understand why he's got it, because like, Dennis Bergkamp's a complete legend. But it's funny, you don't see... Because back in those days, you were charged based on how it was a per letter cost. Yeah. And I always thought, you didn't see many Van Bronckhorst shirts at Highbury, probably because it would have cost you about, about as much as the shirt to get his name on the back anyway. Yeah. So that guy obviously scrimped out by getting number 10 God on the back um, because he wanted to, you know, save a few bucks. Bucks. <laughs> <laughs> um... That's 
yeah, I mean, he is a scorer of great goals, isn't he? You know, if you yes. think back to the goal against Newcastle, you can think back to a goal against Leicester. Um, I think, given that that man, I think, revolutionised football in Britain at least. You know, you mm. kind of mark that with the arrival of Arsene Wenger, who is documented as being a revolutionist in football, especially in the yeah. UK. And Burkamp arriving at the same time just completely epitomises that. It's all of a sudden uh, a man who wasn't going to be flying into tackles uh, recklessly, a man who's not going to run, you know, make all those runs. All of a sudden you've got a player who is drifting around like he's not really part of the game, but then he'll mm. find a pocket where he will then take the ball and rip you apart with a through ball or yeah. you know, get you a goal. And that was him. Yeah. Not being an Arsenal fan and only seeing him on things like Match of the Day and newspapers, one of the famous things, the funny things was that he was afraid of flying. I always liked yeah. that. So he would always... It was always kind of in the paper when Arsenal were playing a Champions League game. It's like... This is how Dennis Bergkamp's getting to the game. That must have been such a big burden for him. Well, yeah, so he... Um, yeah, the, the non-flying Dutchman, they used to call him, because he was, like, terrified. He, he, he Loads of our Champions League games he didn't play in because he couldn't get there. Um, interestingly, I'm just going to correct you on one point, because okay. it is a kind of contrary to belief, but... Um, or well, certainly among non-Arsenal fans, but Arsene Wenger didn't actually sign Dennis Bergkamp. He was he was he was inherited, and he was signed by Bruce Rioch, who was the manager before Arsene Wenger. Wow. Which is like imagine coming into coming into a new club when you've got a player like Dennis Bergkamp. That is incredible. Did not know that, so thank you for that. I didn't know that one. Yes, you learn something new every day. Eh? And you're and right. I want to talk. Oh, sorry, go on. No, I think you're right. Like that's something that non-Arsenal fans or non-obsessed Spurs fans would know about, because you just you 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 associate that Arsenal team, and I'll go with the Petit, the Overmars, the Burkamp as being Wenger's boys. But uh, you're right yeah. there; they're not. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, b- 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 because they joined basically at the same time. Rioch was only the, was only the manager for not very long, a year maybe tops, um, and then Wenger came in. So they they joined at a similar time. But yeah, he he um, yeah he was a not a Wenger signing. But the one thing, and I want to get back to the shirts here for yes, just one second because um, that is the point. This of the is podcast. not. Yeah, it's the Dennis Bergkamp show. Yeah. This Holland shirt that I own and I wanted to talk about today is not... is actually probably one of their most... more plainer shirts from the years. And obviously they're all plain because they're just orange. But the shirt actually that they had before that, the 97 home shirt... I like that a lot, and it's. It, I mean, it is very, very similar, but it's got 
instead of the black trim it's got this sort of like rich dark blue trim mm. and it's got a slight blue on the on the cuff the sleeve cuffs and on the collars and the nike logo is in it this dark blue and the badge is um is is blue as well and i think that's really nice i i really like that a lot um and then the 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 more famous one among collectors is the um the early lotto ones so the 93 uh, to 9 well the two shirts from 93 to 96 um which have the like the 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 background of the um i guess it's a lion the like dutch crest um in the background of the shirt also very plain i mean just the badge with with some sort of trims on the collars I think they call um, it sublimated. Sublimated. Okay. Well, the image. I, when when there's go. an image, I was doing, I was looking into this. When there's an image on a shirt or a pattern, it's sublimated. Mm. There you go. Um, I would also uh, say with that is another famous Adidas shirt. Again, like a one of those patterns from the nineties. I don't know. Was it like nineteen ninety maybe? Um, kind of a orangey white a very famous retro football pattern yeah 88 89 the yeah. um 88 euros rude hullet and marco van basten and so yeah. on and so on um i just want to quickly touch on the away kit to that uh 1998 world cup shirt is yeah. gorgeous and that's another thing holland normally have some kind of blue away shirt and this mm-hmm. one is a deep blue, blue sock, the blue shorts, and then orange socks, and I think yeah. that's wicked. I love it. Yeah, yeah. That some of that. It's such a nice blue. We talked about that a bit earlier with the, with the um, Norway shirt. But there's something about this. Yeah, this shirt here, this blue, dark blue. It's not really a dark blue as such. Well, it kind of is, but it's... I will also say what I really like as well about this 1998 shirt is that it is an identical pattern. So it's exactly the same shirt, but with just... The colours have been swapped. So it has Ah, the two lines, it has the same collar, it has the same cuff on the sleeve. That's a big one They're not messing. No, they're not messing around. They're not messing. Yeah like a holland shirt really like it love the orange just I, think it's really cool now uh, you've just reminded me just by me looking through some of the old shirts i had a holland shirt uh euro 2008 um my wife and i went on holiday to amsterdam for the week uh during the euros I can't for the life of you tell you where the Euros were being held in 2008. But we went... I think it was Poland, wasn't it? Poland and somewhere? I don't remember. Um, <laughs> we, we could Google it if you want. Um, 2008 Euros. This is facts. Austria and Switzerland. There you go. We don't actually know anything about football. No, we don't. We just like, the, we, we just <laughs> like people looking pretty. Um, <laughs> and so... We were staying at this kind of campsite. We were staying in a caravan in Amsterdam, just outside Amsterdam. And we obviously went into Amsterdam most nights and they were showing a Holland game. And um, we just went into a shop and bought that shirt. And what I really like about it is the collar. 
starts off as a white collar on one side and on the other side comes down as the Holland flag. Um, I got, um, I think I got Van Nistelrooy on the back of it. Yeah. It was super cheap. Oh, I mean, you had me, the shirt's lovely. I love the story. And then you went and got Van Nistelrooy on the back. And that is just... I, I have to say, I didn't choose to get Van Nistelrooy on the back. I probably got some well, sort you wouldn't. of knock-off shirt because it was a bit cheaper than the normal one, but still, I fitted in. Um, Rude Van Nistelrooy. He doesn't go down well with Arsenal fans, but we'll get into that some other time. What I also liked about that kit at the time was the uh, the font for the shirts. It was some kind of really block fonting, and it looked really smart. Mm. Yeah, the so the 2008 Euros is one that's kind of lost in my memory because, Eng- of course, England weren't there. So I just, I, I don't I, I don't recall watching it. I don't recall being that interested in it. No, I couldn't tell you who won it. Uh, not a clue. It was won by uh, Spain, who beat Germany in the final. Oh, there you go. More facts, more <laughs> facts for you. We are a factual podcast. We really are. We really are. We... Russia got to the semi-finals that year. Good for them. Those are our two shirts, then. That's um, pretty good. Um, there was more I wanted to talk about. Right, Mark. A little bit of a funny uh, football shirt noticing that I've had this week. Um, there is a yes. football team. In the Indonesian Football League, I would like you to really quickly have a look at their football shirt. Can you type in the team name PSM Marasar? How are you spelling that? I, um, my handwriting is terrible. So it's PSM space and it's M-A yeah. and it's either a K or an R. A. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. PM Makassar. Makassar, sorry. PSM Makassar. Can you click on, uh, type in PSM Makassar kit? And. Okay. Yeah, and have a look at their shirt and tell me who their sponsor is. Or what's quite unique about their sponsor. Okay, yeah, I see what's happened here. Uh, Yeah. Uh, yeah, the, <laughs> we need to put like a, we need to put some sort of uh, like warning at the front of our podcast if we're going to be throwing out some rude words. They're sponsored by Bozoa Seaman. <laughs> <laughs> the, the child You're in laugh. me is going. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the child in me is. So I had I had to look this up because okay, come on. At first, I thought. They're going to be sponsored by a uh, sperm donation clinic or something like that. They're not. It's a um, a grinding cement company. Gosh. Okay. Yeah. It's got nothing. Sure. It's nothing to do with semen at all. But uh, there you go. PSM Makassar from Indonesia. This is it. We're just here. We're just here to talk about facts. I mean, we're as you said, we're a factual podcast. You know, we're we're just here. Giving the people what they want. Just giving the people what they want. Um, it does remind me of the uh, the club. I can't remember where they're from, but uh, the the kind of again the whole, one of the holy grails of football shirt collecting 
is the home shirt of uh, Deportivo Wanka. My goodness. Spelled <laughs> W-A-N-K-A. It's either the home shirt or the away shirt. It's a green one. And at some point in the club's history, uh, they didn't have a sponsor. So much like the old American MLS shirts, they just used to have the team name on the front. And so on the front of their shirts, they just have Wanka. Yeah, they've got the Wanka on the front of their shirts. <laughs> I think there's there's something that we can delve a bit deeper into here. Uh... They are from uh, Peru, I think. I think they're from Peru. But then there was also always... I mean, this is not to do with football shirts. This is more to do with um, football and rude words. But there was always one football player that I like to try and sign on Football Manager who was called um, Argelico Fux. I think his name was probably Fuchs, but I like to call him Fux. I like the idea of us now trying to build a uh, 1 to 11 of slightly rude names. You'd have Danny Shitu in defence. Yeah. Christian yeah, Fuchs in actually, Yeah, so I've now, I'm falling down a bit of a rabbit hole here. And people who search for Deportivo Wanker have also searched for the Norwegian football team FL Fart. Um, <laughs> there's a, there's a, a Deportivo Moron who are from uh, Argentina. There's I'm a, a Seaman Padang from uh, Indonesia. Um, and then there's the team in, uh, I'm guessing this is, uh, yeah, this is a Bolivian team just called The Strongest. And are they bottom of the league? Uh, let's have a look. They would be too they're second they in the league. Okay, well they're actually doing alright. They're right second then. in the league. They played two one two, so they're doing well. Yeah, Deportivo Wanka and FL Fart are some great team names. Listeners, if you have any other football teams that you think sound like rude names, or if you can think of some more players that fit into the rude name category. We would love to hear from them. You can tweet us at at shirtspod or contact us on Instagram at at shirtspod or drop us an email at wonderfulfootballshirts at gmail.com. I think this could be a kind of like low-key running thing of ours. We could maybe try and find a 1 to 11 of rude names. I would really like that. Let's get the, let's get the rude names 11. And um, they could, they and could. maybe they could all be they could all be wearing the that horrible shirt that I talked about last week the prawn, shirt. The yeah, like prawn thing <laughs> <laughs> very fitting of the uh, of, of the team uh, Mark do you have anything you want to talk about today I wanted to ask you we talked last week about my thoughts on um, what you would what what you asked me what I would wear as a manager and I got like super into it and I got a bit passionate. I think a tear ran down my face at one point because I was so angry at Pep Guardiola for wearing a hoodie at the <laughs> FA Cup semi-final. And then I had to just like calm myself down a bit. Have you had a chance to think about it? What, what would you, what, what, where's your, where are you, where's your head at? Yeah, just so for the, the, the listeners, um, my editing process of that podcast was rather amusing because we did have to take a five minute break to let Mark calm down because his face did go bright red and um, he did have to apologise a few times. So we had to calm it down, edit that bit out and 
Um, and one of the amusing things is I asked that question, I already said in the podcast, I asked that question with no regard of my own answer. And I don't think any of my answers would have even compared to yours because you were so passionate about it. But I, I had yeah. a bit of time to think about it. And I'm, I think I'm very much under the uh, I'm going to wear the club merch. I'll wear the tracksuits. I'll wear guy. the um, the trainers that are made by the kit make. Um, and I, I will throw a little nod to people like Nuno Espirito Santo at Wolves, who does do that. But he will also wear non-Wolves branded Adidas stuff. So at the moment, he's wearing this really nice Adidas jacket, which when I try to look it up is about 150 quid, and I can't afford that. But it looks really good. Nice. So I, I kind of want to do that. I don't think I would go full. Um, people make fun of Jurgen Klopp because he literally goes everything Liverpool is wearing it. He's probably wearing Liverpool socks, Liverpool Nike trainers, Liverpool pants, Liverpool pants. He probably has got Liverpool. He pants does the on. cap as well, doesn't he? He has the cap. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what I would wear, but. I know you don't like it, but I can't think of his name right now. But I do have a bit of love for the Wickham manager, um, who is known for wearing uh, skinny jeans, a t-shirt, Chelsea boots and a leather jacket. And he has got long brown hair. You want to tell me his name? Yeah, Gareth 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 Ainsworth. Ainsworth. That's it, Gareth Ainsworth, yeah. He looks like a bit of a rock star, doesn't he? He He doesn't. Yeah, I'm not sure. That's he looks like he's just turned up. He looks like the third hairy biker. That's mean. He doesn't, you know, he doesn't belong there. <laughs> I think. Do you think that's funny kind of... story about Gareth Ainsworth? Yeah. Sorry, go on. No, go on. Funny story about Gareth Ainsworth is that I'm pretty sure he used to do stuff at my school. Like he used to be at like the school fete or something. But maybe I'm making that up because he was born... He's from Blackburn. Did he ever do anything at, like, Watford? He played for QPR. I very, very, very vaguely recall him being, like, a person who would just turn up at our school at some point. But maybe I've got that mixed up. Right. Anyone who went to my school... (laughs) Yeah. If you went to my school... (laughs) Between the years of 1995 and 1999... But also listen to Standard a really middle niche school. podcast. <laughs> yeah. There must be someone out there. There's got to be someone other than Mark Stern that went to that school at that time and listens to a really niche podcast about football shirts. <laughs> All of our tens of listeners. Yeah. The wheelheads mixed together and just be that. That's it. Um, we're running out of time, so it is time for us to go. There's so much more I want to talk about. So, listeners, listen up, because next week I'm going to talk about meeting some famous footballers I'm going to talk about Seattle Sounders new away kit I'm also going to talk about a documentary that I watched uh, this week called Get Shirty which was the rise and fall of Admiral football shirts featuring a famous brown Coventry City kit um, <laughs> but that's it that, that's our podcast today um, Mark I, I've been it's been wonderful to see you again I've time's flown by um, listeners, yes. we hope you've had as much fun listening to it as we had making it. Um, I will always say that we don't want you to rate and subscribe because it doesn't matter to us at all. We really just enjoy doing it. But again, 
we just want to hear from you we want to get people like you involved we want to evolve this podcast to involve you guys more because we want to know what shirts you love which shirts you hate why you like them you know what players you remember playing in them you know do you hate Dennis Burkamp? I don't know why. I mean, if you do, then don't bother messaging because... <laughs> Good point. <laughs> you know, um, we talk about Wolves shirts and Arsenal shirts because they're our fallback, but, you know, someone else has got to like a shirt that we've never seen or heard of before. So if you just... We want to hear from you, okay? So uh, get in contact with at ShirtsPod or the wonderful world... Or wonderfulfootballshirts at gmail.com. We are running really short on time now. So Mark... Say goodbye. Goodbye. Goodbye, goodbye, goodbye. Goodbye, everyone. See you next time.